Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This is the Summit View Podcast, an elevated way of thinking. Here are your hosts, Tim, Wes, and Matt. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome, everybody, to episode three, Happiness and Success, with me, as always, Wes B, Maddie V, and your boy, Timmy B. All right, yo. So we got a really good one for you uh, today. We really wanted to basically get the listeners wanting to know more about us in conversational way, not just, you know, hey, this is what we do, this is what we want, and, you know, just listening off things. But we really wanted to have a conversation with y'all and also explain, you know, everyone has a different vision. Everyone has a different outcome on life. Everyone's success is different. Um, some are money-driven. Some are content with, you know, being a teacher, 40000 salary, getting by. Um, and, you know, we just wanted to get everybody's perspective on it. Hopefully we connect with everybody. And, you know, for me, it's all about having a good support system, having great friends around me. You know, I don't care if you have the dopest car, the dopest house, 14 cars, 14 houses. If you're a dickhead, that doesn't show any success to me. Um, for me, you know, having those people around me, building me up, um, having great friendships will outdo that any day. And it's what you do with success when you are successful. So hopefully it gets y'all thinking about what y'all really truly want out of life. So we're just going to talk about all, a lot about that, our vision of it, you know, what makes us happy, what drives us to keep going. So hopefully, you know, it gets y'all to think about what y'all truly want out of life. Cause, um, you know, I mean, we're here, so what are you going to do with it? You know? Yeah. I think Tim hit, um, almost all of it, right? We want to talk about the how success looks to each of us uh, with our careers. You know, there's certainly a almost a a need for people to have a side hustle in in these times. You know, even outside of the coronavirus pandemic, there's there's this need to feel like you need something other than just your career. You need some sort of a side hustle. So we'll talk a little bit about our perspectives on that and some of the things we might want to do or have thought about doing or have already done. Uh, and then like Tim mentioned, you know, what, what makes us happy? Everybody's got a different perspective on that. And then what's the top for you? So when we talk about reaching the summit, what does that look like for the three of us? Um, and then we'll kind of just, uh, see how the conversation goes from there. But, uh, Matt, anything you want to add? No, I think you guys covered it all. Um, you know, obviously goals and visions for everyone are going to be different. It's, it's really just how you put your mind to it. Um, you know, vision is, kind of the bigger picture where goals are going to help you get to that vision. And, and like I said, everyone's is going to be different. We're not saying, you know, this is what everyone's goal should be. This is not how their vision should be for their life. But, you know, goals can be set, visions can be obtained, and we just want to talk a little bit more about it. <clears throat> so, Tim, what's success look like for you? Yeah, I mean, really for me, uh, my six, like vi the vision of success to me is just having – individuals around me that keep pushing me to a better place or a better you know just like I don't want to be around someone that doesn't give a shit about me and just is like okay yeah Tim go do that you're not going to make it I want people to like that have also the same goals I do so it keeps pushing me to want to do better and want to keep going so success to me is obviously having um you know like where money is like air where I don't have to worry about it. And it just, it's just there. I remember, you know, my whole life, if I had a flat tire, it'd be a midlife crisis. And I'd have to like ask people for money. It'd just be like, Oh, there's another $200. Oh wait, I have $5 in my checking account. Yeah. And that's kind of like, how am I going to figure this like out? Our story up to Ohio <laughs> yeah. driving through the, the fast lanes and express lanes where, you know, we weren't even able to pay for those at that point. And it's just like, shit, you know, yeah. whatever at this point, like we, we had no mindset of 
what the outcome for that was. We're just like, whatever, we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, just crazy, and, crazy things like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a materialistic person at all. Like, I just said the Chevy Tahoe because of the Dodge Stratus story. Like, that, that car was a piece of shit, and I just wanted better. But I don't give a shit about the new iPhone or anything like that. Money, to me, doesn't buy happiness. But if you said, hey, you want million dollars i i definitely take it figure it out but it definitely to me it doesn't buy happiness i thrive on making other people happy and that's yeah, i mean that's just, a success. it's just like money's kind of like the the cover up for everything like it can technically buy you happiness but it's not going to be for a long term it's not going to be your whole vision that you have the money's not going to be putting you at that top vision top mindset that you're looking for and you know i kind of think of it like I'm looking at money. I have it right now. You know, what happens, if it, what happens if it runs out? Your whole mindset at that point is going to change. How you're behaving and how you're doing your day-to-day is going to be changed. And it's just money is a moment at the time where, you know, that's kind of making you happy. But is there, you know, think a little bit deeper than just the, the skin of everything at the top layer. <clears throat> Dig deeper into that. And that's kind of something else that we want to get into. And success for me um, you know, it's a variety of different things. Can, success can come in all shapes and forms. Um, being successful can be, you know, you complete a task that you've been trying to do for a while. Um, you know, getting something done within your long-term goals. For example, for me, um, I, I do something on the side, which we'll get into more. But I've been working at that for a long time, and, and kind of getting to the pinnacle at where I'm at right now. And, you know, that's I'm not quite to where I want to be. But that success, you know, only wants to and helps me push harder to achieve that. Um, and I don't think you can really measure success altogether, but within different aspects of things. Um, you can be successful here, but you can be really shitty somewhere else. And that's where you need to find within yourself to, uh, you know, what really makes you happy, what really is going to, you know, bring success, bring happiness, bring, you know, that overall level of life, you know, to the top instead of just having it. Yeah. And just not to cut you off, but that's that's crazy that you say that because I mean on my phone right now on the background screen it says, "Don't chase love, money, or success. Become the best version of yourself, and that will chase you." So if you just focus yourself like and be you want to be successful, just focus on being the best version of yourself. Like I try to do, and hopefully those things. I don't have a lot of money right now, but I I, I mean. I do a lot for my money, but still, it doesn't buy happiness. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, it's probably um, defining success is probably having the right balance. I think success over time is probably defined as different things as you either grow older or you're more successful in your career or your relationship grows into something beautiful. I mean, it's going to change, right? But having that balance of work and life, whether that's happiness or, um, sports, if, if sports are your thing, if you're an athlete, I mean, having the right balance, I think to me is most important. So for, for me, it's, I'm, I'm a very, very, like, I consider myself a workaholic. I work, Mm. work, work all the time. Uh, my way of coping with stress is working more. My way of coping with grief is working more, but that doesn't always lead to success. And that's kind of something I've learned, you know, if I'm putting in 60, 70 hour weeks at at work or between two jobs that may put a strain on my relationship. So having the right balance, I think of those things is part of what defines success. And, you know, as you grow, if you're working with a corporate company um, high enough in the ladder that you can start to maybe work a little bit less and you have more of a strategy or executive type role, I think you can do some more of those things that um, time may, may free up a little bit, or mm-hmm. it could be the latter where as you get to those executive roles, you have to take work home a little bit and you need to do a little bit more outside of the office to kind of sharpen your, your sword and stay mm-hmm. ahead of the game. But I think to me, it's really finding the right balance of, uh, you know, for me, it's work and, and life. So life would be, so if, if, um, puppy, girlfriend, if, house, all I know that you're stuff. saying, I know you're saying balance. Um, and like, I know you do Postmates, but that's just because of the crazy time right now. But is there things that you're doing like on the side that, because for me, if I, I, I rather not work 40 hours a week, I want like my money to work for me eventually and hopefully residual get, income. yeah. And, and residual income have, you know, multi, multi-family homes. I mean, my brother are trying to get into that eventually. And I know for me, 
I'm like ambitiously lazy. I don't want to do shit and still make money. So like for, for you, and I know that makes you happy. You're a work, workhorse. I'm not that way. So could like, are you doing things on the side to maybe help you benefit later? Or are you, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I talked a little bit about this in one of our other episodes, but for me, it's constantly trying to become better. Uh, whatever that is, if that's, you know, I'll, so I bought a drone, right? We talked a little bit about what were uh, some of the things we splurged on with uh, this coronavirus and sweet. things we spent money on. Bought this drone. I find myself like watching YouTube videos till like one o'clock in the morning on like how to operate the drone, how to get the best video quality, like all these different things I'm constantly studying. Oh, yeah. uh, I think back to, you know, some of my younger years in the work world. If I didn't know something, I would say yes, like give me that project or give me that task and go find a way to do it. Maybe it's learning different Excel formulas, whether that's watching YouTube videos or saying, I often find myself saying yes to things and then just finding a way to like figure it out, like make the deadline, get the job done and learn from it. I had an opportunity to do this myself with uh, changing the brakes on my car, right? Could have spent 750 bucks to change the brakes on my, or have somebody change the brakes on my car. Decided I wanted to buy the brakes and do the brakes myself. Well, hell no. Yeah. Right. So it's, I, but <laughs> it wasn't, I did it partially for like cost savings, but that didn't really make sense after the multiple trips to Lowe's to get the right tools. Time is money. Or, yeah. So, um, but it was that, that kind of mindset of wanting to learn, and constantly like make myself better or get something out of it. I could have paid somebody to do it, but to learn, I really kind of wanted to learn that part as well. And I really all always been that way. And it, it could be various different aspects, personal work, whatever it might be, but always trying to learn whether that's podcasts, audiobooks, watching YouTube videos, finding channels that are helpful for you at that moment of your life. I've always found a kind of help support me because you realize you're not the only, only one that's clueless on something. There's other people that are trying to learn as well. Um, so uh, that's how I'd answer that. Yeah, and, and <clears throat> doing a little research prior, I, f- I found a quote that kind of stood out to me. And, and it's not always going to be the same for everyone, but it's from Thomas Edison. Success is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. Um, you know, you're going to have to put in the work for a lot of things. And, and that kind of piggybacks off of what Wes and Tim were saying. Like, obviously, it would be great that all of a sudden, you know, you, you work for just a little bit and then boom, you're, you know you're successful you know that that would be great that'd be ideal for a lot of people but there's always going to be a lot of work being put in to create that success that you're looking for and you know that was just one of the quotes that i you know kind of stood out to me and um you know just having that aim and purpose um you know for me right now and that kind of just like wes he he has the drone i just bought a traeger grill i've been watching hours of youtube videos on how to smoke the best brisket how to smoke the best wings what type of wood chips i use in it you know what type of uh what temperature i should have it on Damn. it's just, you know it's always you know it looks great you know when i first bought it i was like okay this is gonna be real easy just put the meat on boom done no i'm you know i'm, I'm doing a 14 hour brisket this weekend on saturday gotta put it in at 3 30 a.m started at 250 degrees i'm gonna switch into a different wood chip halfway through i'm gonna flip the meat i'm gonna spray it i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that you know, just a lot of learning involved with it. And, you know, that's obviously a very small portion of building and learning to become successful. But, you know, I, I find joy in, you know, just becoming successful on how to cook that perfect meat. You know, yeah, there, I mean, so I mean, that's what makes you happy. Yeah. I'm over here. I bought a goddamn jaw workout <laughs> and I'm trying <laughs> to get my, jaw. I'm trying to get my, my jawline chiseled because my parents couldn't afford braces. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about your jawline, but I hope I reap some of the benefits of the learning on this Traeger grill. Uh, Definitely. 13 hours. I won't sit around for it, but I'll come in to eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Matt, I know you for so long. I know you had like little side hustles every, every once in a while and I still can't keep up with them, but like cooking's one, obviously, um, those videos are awesome by the way. Um, make me hungry. And, but I was just wondering, you know, um, like what other things, cause I know back like. I still I got a whole Christmas trip paid for because I used your lineups for FanDuel. So I'm just wondering, you know, is that still going on? Like are you what what's going on with that? I mean, technically it's still going on. Obviously, a lot of the sports have been paused right now. Um, you know, I created something called Nova Duel. Um, it's based off of me being from Northern Virginia, Duel being part of FanDuel. I got a polo. Um, yep, we got polos and everything. Um 
you know, what it was was a lineup providing service where I would do the research for people and then I would just give them the lineup I make. Now I've turned it into a little bit. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. More than that, I want to, you know, help them learn to become not only a successful DFS player, but I want to help them learn what goes into making those lineups so daily fantasy sports for anyone who doesn't know um it's you know not like season long where you have your players throughout the whole season it's only for a specific set of games so say there was nba games going on tonight the daily fantasy aspect of it would be you only can pick players from the games going on today and it would end once those games are over um what i do is i do research through you know analytics statistics trends that are going on within teams pace and everything like that uh for nba mlb nfl i've started to get into korean korean baseball uh just because of the times even though they lock at 1 a.m yeah korean <laughs> baseball league of uh, legends um kind of getting into cool. all of that so Whoa. i want to yeah i was nerded out right there yeah, I yeah i want to help them learn what it takes to making these lineups instead of just plugging and playing oh and by the way this kind of got annoying for me <laughs> because I would hype you up so much, like two football seasons away. I'm like, oh, I'll get this lineup, dude. Just do 50-50s, blah, blah, blah. It'd be like, oh, you can make this much. You just double your money. It got to the point where, like, every week people were texting me, so I became the middleman of this operation. Did you get a cut? No, I didn't get shit. I just got the free Christmas trip. I mean, yeah. I think it, you owe him a smoked brisket. It's, you have some. It's, you know, it, it takes, honestly, NFL for me, which is what I look forward to and profit on the most. Um, you know, that takes anywhere from... 10 to 15 extra hours a week just reading and, and doing the research even maybe more than that how, how much um, money do you think you actually like have made over that i know when it first started you made a pretty decent amount yeah, of money through, so through the winnings on sites like that I'm, I'm probably in the last four years up 25 grand or more jesus Fuck you. Um, yeah. <laughs> damn it through from december or no from september to december this past year when i Started doing year-long packages that included a 24-7 Discord chat, you know, learning, videos, everything like that. I made uh, just 6000 off of people paying for my services in those three months. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of, you know, money was kind of a motivator at that point. But then mm-hmm. I realized that there's more to it than just putting out the lineup. And I enjoyed doing the teaching mm-hmm. part of it. And then, you know, that kind of comes from my background where, I, you know, I used to be a teacher for a couple of years prior to uh, my career now. Um, but you know, I really enjoyed actually helping them learn, helping them, you know, you can see the stats on paper, but what do they actually mean? Why do you play these people? Why, why is this a good option over someone else? So with, with your side hustle and everything, are you using your career at all? Like that income to help your side hustles at all? Or is that just completely different? At this point, it's, it's completely separate. You know, I really use, you know, I, I use the money that I make on FanDuel and in other sites to kind of either use it for other things that I want to do, want to try, but, you know, I don't take anything out of the, the mm. career, my current job, you know, pot. I, you know, I, you I know, mean, because you hear that all the time. You're like, every entrepreneur, they always say, you know, you keep your career, obviously don't quit, and then you're on right. the streets and be an entrepreneur, but keep your career, use that money as a filter for your side hustle on what you really want to do and what you want to get out of life. And I was doing that before, but at this point, you know, being as successful as it has been, um, you know, we, we have a website coming out. I'm doing it with a few friends. One of my good friends, Joe Metz, um, who, who lives in Milwaukee, he, he does a lot with me. Cool guy. He, he's actually, you know, getting into really big into DFS writing. And he started at the bottom with me, you know, just getting on Twitter, 
having some beef with people, sending out some you know information. You know, he's grown to where it potentially could become a career for him, which is really awesome. So shout out to Joe. Yeah, you yeah, just—I yeah, mean, yeah. you just never know. You really yeah. never know. Are you are you doing like with your career? I mean, are you putting any money aside for a side hustle or you know? No, I think paying down debt right as much as possible just paid off goddamn um, johnson wells yeah right uh just paid off car loan school school loans are next um but you know a little smaller scale than 25k over there in terms of side hustle um one of my buddies cole that's actually started uh really a, a business around motorcycles um bike meets and bike alerts and we'll uh hopefully get him on to an episode here at some point but him and I probably about five or six years ago, we grew up for one as, as friends kind of riding dirt bikes. He has a twin brother. We would ride dirt bikes at our house, their house, four wheelers, you name it, always doing stuff out in kind of uh, the mountains of Maryland, I'll call it, um, over in the Frederick area. And we kind of grew up on dirt bikes and motorcycles and they would go to motocross races with their dad. And one of the biggest pains was bringing all the equipment to wash your bikes in between races because they obviously get covered in mud. Mud's heavy. It can kind of damage the bike. So you want to try and keep it as clean as possible throughout the race. So we thought it would be fun and also an excuse to kind of get away and go drink and go be around motorcycles to do pressure washing of the motorcycles like at the motocross tracks. So there were a couple weekends where we borrowed his parents' Suburban, loaded up a trailer, and uh, took a bunch of canisters of water and some pressure washers out to these motocross tracks and would wash bikes for like five bucks a wash or 20 bucks for the weekend. Um, and that was just kind of a small side hustle just to really just kind of try something out, do something outside of work that was work, but also kind of fun making some extra side money. We did it for a season, which usually is late summer into late fall. Um, probably made about, I don't know, thousand bucks each. So for us at the time, it was it was worth it. It was a good good way to get away. But uh, he never really stopped that entrepreneurial spirit that he's got, and he has kind of rolled with that into bike meets, which is really a, a way to connect motor the motorcycle community. Um, and it, he's doing some really really great stuff. So look forward to sharing that. Feel free to give him a follow on uh, Instagram or any of the social media platforms. Um, it's bike meets. Great if anybody's got a motorcycle, check it out. Um, very helpful for finding out uh, where to go. But side hustle for me, I would say that's probably the only successful thing that I've done um, outside of, you know, the gig kind of workforce with Postmates and DoorDash and those things. But um, definitely, I think future would like to do something when we talk a little bit about kind of career and what that looks like. You know, I don't see myself working for a company forever. Mm -hmm. I'd love to eventually start my own thing. You know, we look at some uh, very interesting things happening uh in the economy right now and new types of, I'd say, industries that are forming, right? You've got, and I'll, I'll use Postmates and DoorDash as an, as an example, you know, is there an opportunity maybe in consulting drivers to kind of make the most that they can on tips? Or could it be consulting businesses on how to have the most efficient or most well-run to-go operation, right? When we look at how everybody's doing this to-go business, I'll go to some restaurants that have a great process set up. It's very easy for the customer. Uh, they've got multiple ways that they can pay. They get their food efficiently and quickly. And you go to others that it's an absolute disaster. I mean, it's yeah. a shit show. Like there's people all over the place, no idea what's going on. You're waiting an hour, hour and a half for food. So could be an opportunity there, you know, to maybe start something up um, or find ways to just uh, give, maybe it's like a consulting business. Uh, and then in hospitality, you know, there's a lot, a lot of opportunity as well. So that, could end up being something that uh, start a company on my own. Not really sure what that is yet, but would like for that to just, happen. Just kind of playing devil's advocate, though. Um, like <clears throat> in the long run, though, would you actually like asking both of you? Would you want to own a company and be and be the owner of a company? Yes. I, I for me, I just feel like it'd be stressful as hell. You don't have to worry about forecasts, like just everything. And I just I I wouldn't want that on there. I don't care how much kind of money i'd be making that business owns you now, oh yeah every day oh, yeah. you have to every minute you have to worry about every, every what is this employee doing what what's this guy doing is my vp doing the right thing That's you have to worry about successful. every time yeah but i feel like i do that yeah. now I know some the, the of dad of the group. Yeah, right. I, I, some of that, some of that stuff I'm doing now. So for me, it's like that's the learning opportunity to go do this yourself, right? And to be the leader and not have. I'd not, be the guy that invests in it. 
Well, hey, I'm I'm here for it. Let me know. <laughs> That's what I see a lot of people talking about investments in consulting. You know, I you know I in the talent acquisition world, which I'm in now. You know, I connect with tons of people, and you see all these people who are have their have their own companies, but they're also either a chair for multiple other startups, mm-hmm. a, a consultant for another company. They always have their hands stuck in a different pot. And, you know, that's something that I would like to do either, you know, help run a whole talent acquisition, not per se a staffing firm where we're just staffing companies, but, you know, consult for them. Why is their talent acquisition lacking? What are they doing wrong? Why are they not hiring the right talent? What is the right talent? You know, I, you know, I kind of grew into um, the, the role I'm in now, and I really like the, the talent acquisition aspect. So consulting is something I definitely see in my future how to make the whole process of from, you know, that first initial con- contact of someone to the onboarding process, you know, how to make it more smooth. So I have another question. So everything we're saying right now is based off how we, you know, we started up in our career and how it has been growing. Like you saying staffing, you know, Collabra got you into that. And then Thank now, you, yeah, Collabra. And then, um, and then we go into, you know, West, the hospitality industry with, you know, Postmates, everything. But like, do you, do you think, do you, or if do you wish if something changed in the past that would make you, you know, go a different route or do you think you might've wished you studied something differently so you could become maybe more successful or. Yeah. Um, for me, you know, it's, it's, I, my whole background is a kind of a jumble and every time, you know, prior to the roles I'm in now, people would look at my resume and be like, okay, graduated from Johnson and Wales. You have a culinary degree. You switched out of that to sports management. You have a, a bachelor's in that. You then went into cooking into a restaurant, went to teaching preschool. How'd you get into staffing? You taught preschool? Yeah, three mm-hmm. years. And I did you know, wow. preschool and mm-hmm. daycare throughout my whole life. I love that. Shout out to all the teachers. I'm sorry you're so underpaid. Um, but you know, that for a lot of people, I loved it, but the money, you know, money doesn't buy happiness, but the way they're getting paid and for what I was making just wasn't worth it for me. So I, you know, I found something else that I really didn't know if I was going to enjoy it or not. I I joined Colabra. Tim got me there, really liked the recruiting aspect. Now I'm, you know, where I'm at now and, you know, just trial and error of, you know, finding things that you do like, you know, I love cooking still love it, but you know, that, and you become better as you go. Yeah, and, so. and just the day to day of being, coming a chef or even owning a restaurant, you're working opposite hours of everyone else. You're going into work a lot of the times when people are getting off. And that was something that for me personally, I just couldn't see myself doing the rest of my life. So I had to make a, you know, I had to, once I knew I didn't want to do that, I moved home for a couple of years back to Virginia and had to figure out, you know, I, I love teaching, so I got back into that. It was really good at. It. Had a lot of recommendations. All the parents love me. Um, <clears throat> I mean, that's, I mean, that's that's why I asked because when I went to school, I mean, I played sports growing up, all growing up. Went to college, played sports for a little bit, got some alcohol charges, had to move out of the dorms or whatever. And so, I mean, all, all my whole life was sports. Like that was my you know therapeutic. That was that was my way out. And so I thought that was what I was going to do for the rest of my life. And then I went to school for sports, graduated four years. But the thing that stopped me was I got a job right out of college in Jacksonville, North Carolina, scouting high school kids to get them in the right division program, D1, D1, or D1, D2, D3. And I declined it. I had a conversation with Jeff Longo, who GM of the checkers, you know, up there. Great big guy. Yeah. yeah. And he said, hey, man, if you, you got a great personality. If you had if you want to have a family, um, live, you know, live your life, which I know you do. Don't get into sports. You get paid nothing and you're there 24 yeah, seven. I mean, I just got off a call reason, today yeah. through a guy who works at the Panthers. He's always on the field, but he's asking me about my work and what I do because he's so over it. He worked there for six years, but being on the field, meeting all the players is only so cool for a minute. Yep. And then, I mean, when you're not getting paid anything and you can, you're missing Christmas, you're missing Things you're missing all Week the holidays, nights, any holidays, I, I, yeah, you, everything. Like, if you're working sports, you have to be at the games, and you're getting paid a set base salary. You're getting like you you have your normal nine to five, but then you also have every other game. So especially like MLB or NBA, if you're working mm-hmm. that, you're at every home game for MLB. That's what eighty something, eighty one games. You're you at have every zero NBA life. Game, game. Yep. That's why that's why I got into sales, and I mean, the thing I like about sales is 
no matter what sales it is, you control your 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 outcome and your destiny. If you fuck up for three weeks, you're not going to make money. Mm-hmm. You have it's it's based on your commission. So you it forces me to work harder and to do better. And That's you're why I'm like always it. in control of that. You know, like even in sports sales, you know, bringing back Joe Metz, he works for the you know one of the teams like in the ticket NBA. sales. Yes, ticket sales. They give you like seventeen hundred dollars a you month. You can't get. Your sales is really based on how good the team actually is. So if you're on, yeah, if you're selling true. for a shitty team, you're not making anything. Which was gonna be us. Yep. <laughs> yep. So <laughs> shout out Charlotte. <laughs> what's uh What's interesting about. You're, and we kind of talked a little bit about going from school into work and like hey guys it is Ryan I'm not sure if you know this about me but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can I like to work but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at Chumba Casino no purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What that looked like. And there were some change in lanes there and probably even changing highways, right? Like mm-hmm. we totally switched what we were doing. Mine's very different. Mine has been, uh, I'll say very straight um, and has sped up quite a bit. You know, I mean, I started at 14 years old, um, really half of my life ago, essentially, uh, working in a kitchen. Don't think about that. Yeah, right. And uh, it's kind of crazy. But to start it in a kitchen and told myself, I want, or really told everybody, I want to be a chef. Uh, decided that I wanted to go to Johnson Wales University for culinary arts. Switched the summer before I got there after working in the restaurant industry for a little bit to uh, want to do front of the house and decided I wanted to switch to hotel and lodging management. I kind of thought if there's kitchens in restaurants and restaurants are in hotels, why go to try and be a chef when you could be like a hotel manager? Sure. Um, and I've been very, very lucky, but also have worked very hard. And you all mentioned kind of giving up the holidays, the typical vacation that you would take and, and all of those things, nights, weekends, uh, relationships, uh, whether that's friends, girlfriends, uh, you know, family. I mean, I've given up a lot of that for work, but to me, it was always worth it. It was always trying to find the right balance. Uh, worked in many different hotels in college, worked at multiple different types of hospitality, um, whether it was sports arenas, uh, I don't know, music venues, country clubs, restaurants, catering businesses. I mean, you name it kind of all over the place. And for me, that was all about trying to consistently learn and grow. It was always, well, how does this different business do it? Um, how can I learn from that? Is that something I might be interested in? So for me, it was never really change career path, but it was always try and learn more about it so I can decide, is that something that I'd like to do? And I'm extremely grateful for that, uh, but luckily been very successful with the company that I'm with and continue to grow and, and plan to grow and stay with that company for a very long time because I'm, I'm happy doing it. They take great care of me. No, we'll go ahead and we'll, we'll leave that out. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I'm, I'm extremely excited to kind of see what the rest of my career uh, really has for me, um, what I can go chase and what's accessible. It's crazy. We look at and kind of going back to that whole, what does success look like? Success is one thing today, but a year from now, it's, it could be something totally different. Yeah. could be the exact same thing, just an elevated level. But I look at, you know, every promotion that I've worked for or gotten or been turned down for. Uh, those things kind of happen for a reason and your whole mindset once you're in those new roles changes. You learn different things. You learn about new positions with a the company. Um, there's, there's so many different things in hospitality that are out there that I haven't explored yet. So I think there's, there's still a lot to be said about, uh, you know, what does this kind of college education turn into for me? Because there's so many avenues it could yeah. go. And then, like you said, like success changes 
weekly or whatever it is in the in the future so like with that like what do you need in life that would make you happy because it's all about you know being happy with whatever you have or whatever you came up with like what is that in life that would actually make you all happy yeah and kind of to bounce off what i mentioned earlier in the podcast talking about you know money can buy happiness um you know how i disagreed on that it's kind of just covering it up but for me career success whether that be just working your way up in a company because you really never know where you're going to get you're going to have to grind you're going to have to you know you have to have the aspirations and visions to get there so career success whether that be working your way up in a company consulting owning um you know having the residual income whatever you find works best and makes you happiest that's going to be one part for me uh good relationships and friendships you know that's definitely very important to me that has nothing to do with your career but um you know successful in life to me would be you know having a good set of friends having good relationships uh you know having a very happy family that's you know that's something that's important to me um you know and, and looking over what me and Tim had had discussed prior you know we mentioned both mentioned that we would love and and I've been talking about this forever with my best friend James that we would love houses right next to each other mm-hmm. connecting you know every every one of our girlfriends you know have said yeah that's dumb but you know connect- until you need ketchup yeah <laughs> connected houses is something that's really you know we've been a saying cul-de-sac. This years. even a cul-de-sac yeah you know some having a bunch of friends you know and good relationships is very important to me um you know avoiding regrets um you know using your past as a building stone to keep get stronger keep to keep failing growing. yep yeah you're never gonna know what's next if you're if you don't try something like you could fail and fail and fail but finally you hit that you know you hit that topic you hit something that you know puts you to the next thing kind of like you know runner's high getting over the runner's wall people are running running and apparently you know i'm not a runner so i have no clue but i heard you're running for miles and all of a sudden you hit this block and you just keep going until you get over it i you know i kind of use that as a vision like you're going to keep trying and trying and in, then you in finally, Call of Duty, <laughs> you can run a lot in that. <laughs> but you keep running and running and going and going, and you, you know you'll find what you really love and what you know what you what makes yeah. you feel successful. And and like piggybacking off that, um, there was a story that came to mind. I, I had like a mentor back in the day, and I, I went home for Christmas. I, I you know like I want I wanted to at one point buy like a house for my mom, buy a house from Betsy, who's basically my second mom. And I wanted to do all these big things. I was like, I'm not going to stop till I get there. And, um, I had a conversation with a friend I grew up with since we were six. And I was like, you, and he's like, no, money doesn't buy happiness. And I was like, you can't tell me if I gave you $2 million right now, it wouldn't solve all your problems and you wouldn't be happy. He's like, it'd probably solve my problems for now, but I wouldn't be happy. What what am I going to do with it now? I, I'm I'm pretty content. It's just the present, and I'm pretty content with you know my house, my dog, my girlfriend, everything right now. Like I'm I'm pretty content with. And you know what's crazy to me? I'm like you're you're fucking crazy. Like you're fucking stupid if you think that way. But really, that kid is probably the happiest dude ever because if he thinks like that, then he's already the happiest man. He doesn't need anything else. With me, I need a fucking Chevy Tahoe. I need to live in a cool sack with all my friends. There's probably got to be a lake behind there and probably an infinity pool, hopefully. And, like, you know, like, and that's just me. Like I said earlier, I don't need materialistic things, but that'd be sweet. I mean, you know, like, it's crazy. If you think about that, like buying a house for someone, you know, a loved one, you know, is that going to make you happy? You know, it may make them happy, but is that really going to solve any of their problems that they may have? Yeah, you can buy them a house, but is that going to change them? Is that going to make them, you know, be I, I, To me, it makes them feel more loved and makes them more appreciative that they did what they did for me. Mm-hmm. So that's why, hell yeah, I would want to do that. And if I'm ever in a place, if I have, I would, I would definitely do that. I would, because she got me out of things that I wouldn't even be here right now. The dirty falls. You know, like <laughs> I, I, in real talk, I would not be here right now if it wasn't for Betsy. So I would definitely do that. I send her random money all the time on Venmo just to get a meal because you deserve it because that's all I have right now. But if I had, you know, two, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars, I'd just give it to her and be like, buy a house on the lake. Nasty falls. But I mean, yeah, to, like, to me, it's just, it's just crazy that he said that. It's very eye-opening because I'm just like, I, I'm a completely different mindset. I want... Yeah, I came you, from nothing. other people happy yeah. makes you happy. And I came from nothing, so... I want it all. And like, I got in a fight with Allie, like 
I don't know, the other day. It's there, a quarantine thing. We were talking about real estate, and I was like, to me, I wanted to buy now, and I wanted it to be me because it was like a personal thing. Like, I came from zero. If I bought a damn house, that's me. Like, I did it, you know? So it was like fighting that battle, but it wasn't the right time. And, you know, she had all these, which was probably smart that she was throwing this at me, but I was like, Oh, you know, like I did it. But that's what we talked about before. Like one person's feeling of success and happiness is not going to be someone else's. It, exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. And I, that's th- that day I figured it out because before then you would, I would have called you stupid if you, if I didn't walk up with $2 million and you said no. Right. Oh, I'd probably take it. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting though. Cause with, uh, Valerie and I, well, really Valerie bought this house, right? Um, oh, I didn't know that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, that was that was interesting. We had lived together in an apartment for about two years and had talked about buying a house. Talked about buying a house. These guys were also commuting hours. Yeah, it was like an hour hour each way. Crazy. I would drive forty five minutes to work with her. She would get literally have to like walk over to the metro, get on the metro, go another forty five minutes into DC. Then have to take another train or walk ten to fifteen minutes that. to get I'd to work. More. So like that's I mean close to almost two hours. Like by the time you get there, just one way. So four hours a day. I mean that that was absolutely ridiculous. Listen so to a lot of podcasts. Exactly. It's like living on Independence right now. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. So we really wanted to buy a house. Um, I financially didn't feel that I was ready to do it. But for her, that was what was going to make her happy. You know, we we had to buy a house and I wasn't fully ready to do it. I had money focused on other things. Could I have done it? Probably. But I didn't really feel what was way out of my comfort zone to do Mm -hmm. that. Um, But I didn't at being kind of the boyfriend. I didn't want to say no or shut it down. Like, yes, I did want to do it, but I wasn't quite ready to. So I've supported with everything that I possibly can. Obviously, it's almost kind of like a rent kind of relationship, I mm-hmm. guess you would say. Um, but, you know, helping out around the house with things and doing those things. But for her, that happiness was buying the house. And it was for multiple years. So I wanted to support it in any way that I could. For me at that moment, happiness wasn't going to come from a house. Yes, I wanted it, but it wasn't something that I felt financially I could, you know, commit my own money to at the time and still be in a safe place. Uh, you know, a year later, two years later, maybe it does. But um, we'll, we'll kind of see what happens with that, but it's interesting. You bring up, you know, for some people it's buying the house for some people, it's buying the car. It, it's happiness is going to be different for each person. And, I mean, you mentioned your comfort zone and like, to me, what makes me happy to like going back to the question is, you know, like trying new things like this, like having this conversation, getting out of my comfort zone. This makes me happy. Like doing things like this is going to avenue me to, finding something else, you know, that I want to try and get out of my comfort zone. Yeah. It definitely opens your mind. So, I mean, I mean, with, with, with that being said, um, you know, we talk about all these things of, you know, what success looks to us and, you know, what, you know, whatever, but, um, you know, like, how are we going to get there? Like, what is your goals? Um, do you have, do you have like little steps of how you're going to get there? I know I do, but I don't know if I'm really going to get there because my commissions could stop right there. I don't, I'm done. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, like, what's what's the top for you? What's the summit? Like we said earlier, the whole, you know, name of our podcast. Like, how, how do you guys vision yourself of getting, you know, to, yeah. to, that, yeah. to that position? And for, for me, a way that I do it, and not just for my goals and visions, but also for, you know, my everyday work, I like to write down lists. Um, you know, that's anything from setting effective goals at work to also what I want to accomplish. And, you know, I, I heard it on a podcast. If you're, you know, if you set a list of goals and you're reading these daily, they're more likely to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, than absolutely. Not happen at all. So, you know, challenging yourself, supporting a balanced life, um, being specific and having the goals be measurable. You know, those are things, you know, if you can have a measurable goal, then it's going to be a lot easier to accomplish than something that can't even be measured, can't even be obtained. You don't want to, you want to set goals that can set your your set yourself up for more success, which then will create bigger goals and bigger dreams. So that for me, using lists and, and checklists for all that that helps me with my success and you know what I want to do to be successful and you know what is going to help me get there is not only those lists you know just working hard. Um, you know I want to continue to grind. 
Obviously, you know, like we mentioned before, residual income. My dad's been preaching me that forever now. Um, you know, finding other ways to make money, whether it be your side hustles, investing in property, doing something else, you know, anything in that way. You know, I don't know what it's going to be for me right now, but the goals and checklists that I'm, you know, creating, that's going to help me get to there. So to be successful for me is just, you know, keep grinding, keep figuring it out. And, you know, I, I don't know what it's going to take to for me to be successful. But, you know, it's going to be trial and error. And you're right. And you're right. Like, um, you know, this just came to mind. Like, we talk about the summit, but it's crazy. Like, in my life, um, I've I've been blessed with friendships and people with all different backgrounds and everything. But with me, I take everything in and learn off of it and then grow from that. So I, I, I continuously grow myself and continue to, oh, that person – like, it's crazy. Like, I'll be at a house party and be like, oh, that person doesn't feel comfortable. It's my sole job to be like, all right, I'm going to make that person happy. Make them feel uncomfortable first by <laughs> dancing on them? And- <laughs> no. no, but, like, I, I always – I learn from everything around, and I try to suck it all in, and then I take it in, and then I move forward, and I'm like, okay – and then it just brings me, even if it's a small step, it just brings me forward. It just brings me forward. And that, that brings me to my question. If like, I don't know if y'all feel this way. I did at one point, a hundred percent. I'm not going to lie. Lucky land casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha. In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But do you guys, like, ever feel like... Like, I know you have other people in your lives who are probably successful or they're, you know, they're doing great things, however it may be. Do you ever feel like you're playing catch up? Like, do you ever feel like in your life, like, oh, that person's a little bit better than me and my, and my, I need to do, do better to, are you playing catch up? Like, yeah, I would say I do. Um, it's always important though, to reassess who those people are and push it further out. Yeah. It doesn't right? have to be like a exact like you're friend, gonna, but like, you're could, going to fly by people. If mm-hmm. you have that mindset, right? And I look back to money and success and some of the other things we've talked about. For me, money's always come with trying to do more, learn more, be more, be a better person, uh, whether it's work or life. Like the money, the money will, will come in. Um, you can't just sit around and expect it to come in. You've got to work for it. But when you do, it, it will come in. But you've got to be able to set kind of those goalposts to where do I need to get to? Or who do I need to chase to kind of get there? Mm-hmm. I think to say, don't look at other people, just run your race is probably unrealistic. Look at those people as kind of, at least for me, guideposts that you want to get to and pass. And I look at so many people in my career that I've worked with, worked for. Um, my goal is to, quite frankly, beat them up the ladder. I know that it sounds kind of crazy. No, but, I love that. I love um, that. Like, I, I, I want to get there before you. I want to do it better, but then I want to help bring you with me. Exactly. So, and that's the whole thing. It's like, let's let's do it together. I'm going to be better, but <laughs> let, let's do it together. I want to bring you with me. And I think oh, that's That's crazy. Kind of, I feel like the same way. Yeah, like and, and that's that gets me excited. Um, when we look at that, though, and then for me, like happiness and success, you know, it's Having a family, um, watching my mom become a grandmother, like that mm-hmm. to me, like I, I get like goosebumps thinking about it. Being a father, um, coaching the kids' teams, you know, those those types of things. Uh, watching kind of your spawn grow, right? Like I'm be, gonna be the guy yelling people. at the coaches. Yeah, right. So no, the, all of that. Um, <laughs> He's owning, not bad. <laughs> owning a business, multiple businesses, having those those couple of streams of income. I think to me. That's that's really what's going to make me happy. And then having, obviously, friends around me through all of that. But, you know, your question of do you look at other people and feel like you're trying to play catch up? Like, yes, all the time. But mm-hmm. you've got my, my opinion on this is you've always got to be changing who those people are, because the people you're looking at today, you're going to pass in a year and you've got to have new people kind of that, that you're going to want to look at. And so I think you mentioned something about getting a mentor. I think that's yeah. awesome. I think everybody should have a mentor. I would say that, you know, I've, I've been lucky to have a couple people reach out to me uh, to be their mentor that I never would have saw coming 
Like, why, why do you want to hear from me? Like, I, I'm, a, I'm a nobody. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> but you hear things like that. And to me, that gives me excitement and energy to constantly want to be able to do more, learn more and, and give back to other people to help them. Uh, like I said, you know, beat them, be better than them, but bring them with you. Find ways to motivate yep. them to bring them along with you. Yeah. And that kind of, you know, being that mentor, just things that happened to me in the past. Like I still have parents, even from when I'm teaching years ago parents still reaching out to me like hey so and so was like mr matt used to do that they used to call me mr matt mr matt used to do this and like that you know not my kid but you know that's still kind of you know I, I left an impact on the kids lives i haven't seen them in years but they're still talking about what i did to you know what i got stuck in their mind or, or you know how i acted and it's impacted their life so that's something that brings happiness to me yeah i mean that's why i ask because I do feel like sometimes I am catching up to people, but at the same time, I have a good positivity mindset where I'm like, well, they're not me. They don't, they didn't go through what I had to go through and they're, they're not me. And I became this way, but yeah, I definitely want that, that, that. And I, I, I genuinely enjoy, enjoy mentoring people, making them become better people. I remember when, um, Frank first moved here I don't even know if he'll admit this right now. Who's Frank? Um, he's my old roommate. Just had a kid. Shout out Noah. Ooh, seven point two ounces. It'll probably be that for four years. Seven point two ounces. Seven point two ounces. Seven pounds two ounces. Oh, two. Yeah, seven pounds two ounces. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll be there we for three years. <laughs> but I mean, he's been my best friend since third grade, and he he genuinely knew everything I went through as a kid, and. I mean, I would go over to his house all the time. His parents knew, blah, blah, blah. But, like, when I, I, I got him to Charlotte, that was one of my main goals was to get him to Charlotte. Just get like my best friend out James of Ohio. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. And we don't, like, really talk talk about it, but we could, like, feel it. Frank has a, a different personality than I do. But I remember one time, um, it was a live after five, and he was like, and it, it, I mean, it almost drove me to tears. He was like, I look up to you from what happened in your life like you you i do look up to you and how this happened and i was like oh shit i gotta do better yeah no that's and that's it though is like people say that and you're Mm -hmm. like oh man there's people watching me yeah like i gotta i gotta keep going because there's there's people looking at me like i gotta show up not just your best friend yeah i gotta show up for them too yeah absolutely yeah something just came to mind how does this make you feel just you know i don't know why i just thought Mm -hmm. say you're you're working for a company or you know you even see something someone that's getting promotions in front of you or someone's getting something in front of you that's like their parents work there or or something they know someone in there and like you know that you're working harder than them you know you're better all right this could be a whole other fucking topic (laughs) well no for me it's i'm literally asking them to go get coffee as soon as i have that feeling of frustration like hey what are you doing that's making you so successful and i'm like jumping into this always man Always. I remember people that were coming in as my boss. There was, there was one example that I can think of. They came, I was in the position about three months. My existing boss took a promotion. Another one came in and he was a great guy, but wasn't the right fit for the position. So he moved on. Well, before he left, I, he, he didn't leave because he wanted to, he was kind of asked to leave. I went to him and set up a meeting to say like, Hey, what did you learn from this? Like, sounds kind of crazy, but I literally went to him the day that he got asked to kind of resign and say like, Hey, what did you learn from this? Like those types of things. I think you've always got to be like looking at that and, and asking those questions or putting that into that like perspective. What, what does he bring to the table that I couldn't? Yeah. Or, like, know? okay. So you like, I, and I'd probably ask in coffee, like, Hey, you family member is in this position. Like, but, and I would, I would, probably say this to make them feel better and to open up a little bit. Right. But I'd be like, you know, I know it's not because you're in the family that you got this position, but I'd love to know, like, what are you doing? That's making you so successful. Cause I feel like I'm busting my ass and I want to get to where you are. And I want some of these things that you've got, um, or had the opportunity to do. What do you think I could do to be better? Sometimes asking the people that you don't think you need to ask advice from, Asking them for advice can be very, very helpful in opening up your eye to some things that you may have no perspective on or, or never even thought of. I, I'm going to make some people go stir crazy right now because I know there is <laughs> some people from Ohio that follow me. And the the first thing you said, I mean, it just pisses me off. But, I mean, I love Adam Gamble to death. All right. But this. OK. So who is that? Th- here we go. So. I mean, I was a senior in high school. I played quarterback junior and sophomore year. 
senior year, I didn't play quarterback. We went one and nine. And Adam's dad was the offensive coordinator. So what's crazy to me is we had a scrimmage, and this is like politics, like we just said. Like you had someone in the family or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's how it is. My dad just wanted to beat his ass every time. But that was it. And I love Adam to death. I'm inviting to his wedding. I love you, Adam. And but what I'm saying is, like, if I wish I had that mentality or, like, the captains had that mentality to, like, step up, it could have changed our season because, the I mean, that ruined. You were just paying, playing piss. You're like, fuck this. Guy. I, was, I, could, I, I could be that. I, I was a wide receiver. That. He couldn't even, like, I mean, it was a complete. He went to college for a safety. I had I still had offers to play quarterback at, like, D2 schools. But, like, the thing is, is, like, you really did that for your son but ruined this what other kid's it? life that, I mean, kind of had it. Like, he had, he had, he had availability. I mean, it's it's talked about, whatever. I don't really say it in front of, like, all my high school athletes, but we're all aware. You just did. We just did. <laughs> and it was, hey, it's all about living the truth in the podcast. But, I mean, I, maybe maybe if I was quarterback, we could have went two and nine. I'm just saying. It happened, and um, it pissed me off. I almost quit. We almost all quit. And, I mean, it's just like it, times are like that. I mean, we're in high school. Who gives a shit now? But, I mean, like he said, just speak up and – it's not gonna hurt you. And that's just that's then you not knowing what you know now, not knowing what you've been through. Like, yeah, you know, obviously, you know, being that age, you're like, damn, that kid fucking sucks. No, I wasn't. Why? I mean, it was a Why? that should literally. Be... My coach Harrison came up to me and he was like, "All right, we're we had a scrimmage in Parma, and he's like, all right, Adam's gonna run, and then you're or, or I don't whichever way it was gonna be. Adam's gonna run, and then you're gonna run, and then that's gonna decide who's quarterback." I was like. All right, cool, whatever. Adam goes, throws a pick. All right, easy money, right? Go down, we score a touchdown. I didn't throw, I threw two completions, but I, we ran it in as a touchdown. Still, we scored a fucking touchdown. Next practice, Coach Harrison comes up to me, he's like, I got the bad news. I was like, what the fuck you mean you got bad news? I scored a touchdown. I, was, I, I didn't even know what it was about. I was still confident about it. And he was like, they were going with Adam at quarterback. And I was like, so do I quit right now or do I slap you in the face? <laughs> like, I really didn't know what to say. And, like, we had, like, like four of our starters. If they weren't fucking pussies, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Frank Castro, Tyler Habney. I don't even know who the other fucking – Kevin Pask, um, whatever. I mean, I wasn't a starter because I – I mean, I, I chased it a little bit, whatever. It didn't matter, but we – it could have changed the entire season. It really could have. But – This reminds me of All-American show. Well, I didn't get shot. <laughs> but, Great show if you haven't seen it. But yeah, um, that's. I mean, it's just crazy. I think though, if you're in that position where somebody is passing you, you don't know how to get there. Speak up for anybody that's that's feeling that way nowadays. Yeah, back then I was like, okay, I'm gonna focus on basketball season. That's literally my mindset because I didn't know any better. I was literally like, okay, well, I'm going to play wide receiver. My slow fucking tall ass is going to be out there just here. Like, no, I don't. That's not what I want to do. But my mindset then, I was like, I have no decision in this. I can't do anything about it. My dad can only argue so many times. He's not even want to be a part of it. So I'm going to focus on basketball. And I just started playing basketball. And that's why life lessons come into play. And, you, you know, if you, you could go back now, you probably would have handled it differently. Hell yeah, I'd beat people up. <laughs> I would beat people up. But, yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah, I'm glad everyone is listening in. I hope, you know, it helps helps y'all, you know, figure out what y'all want to do in life for real. I mean, we still don't really, really know. We just have all these aspirations on what we really want to do. And, I mean, if you if if you're out there and you really feel like you're stuck in life, I know me, I had a midlife crisis. I was laid off when I was 23. And wow, 23 years old, you should never be laid off. But I was laid off. I was at a job for about four months. Didn't know what I was going to, what the next steps were. And I had a mentor, thank God. And I was, I started reading. And when I started reading, and even if you do like a book a month, which I try to do every month, if you do a book a month, the crazy thing about reading is it really like, 
And I'm dead ass serious. It'll start bringing stuff about like you'll start learning stuff about you that you didn't even know about your own self. And you'll start, it's crazy. You'll start figuring it out and you really will. Like everything will start clicking on for you. It'll rewire your brain and you'll, you'll really get going. We're not talking like Captain Underpants and Harry Potter. <clears throat> Those are good books though. They are good. <laughs> but uh, no, not talking about that. I mean, if you have some book suggestions you really want to know, just DM me. I'll tell you. I know I sent a lot of uh, a lot of good books to my friends from back home from Ohio, and they they all enjoyed it. They really loved it, and I, and that's coming from a kid who cheated all through high school, all through college, just to get you know that degree. I didn't do. I honestly did not do shit from junior year of high school to graduating and getting my degree. We all. I didn't. I mean, I, I really did. This the sports the sports classes maybe a little bit probably. But, I mean, I was still getting kicked out of class in college, Pam Young. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but, I mean, and that's just coming from me who, like I said, came from nothing, whatever. Reading is mad huge. And I'm glad you all for listening. Thank you so much. We will see you next time on episode four. Tune in. Thank you all. Also, please follow us on Instagram at Summit View Pod. In our bio, you will find a link for our Spreaker. Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, as well as our website. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.